before we get to the episode, I just wanted to shout out to my fellow podcasters. Thank you for the support. I really appreciate it. I want to give something back to you guys as well. If you're looking for sponsors, affiliate links, ads, go on podmetrics.co. That's P-O-D-M-E-T-R-I-C-S dot co. And use my code Divine Healing by D to sign up and find sponsors. That's podmetrics.co. Referral code Divine Healing by D. Good luck. So if you know me, I love to discover new wellness activities and I found the perfect one that would make a great girls night out, guys night out, uh, great for date night, gift, we have Mother's Day coming up, we have Father's Day coming up, like this is the best gift to get. So it's basically you're going to be floating in a tank with beautiful stars on top and the tank is filled with 1,000 pounds of Epsom salt has so many health benefits it's great for stress depression anxiety it's great for blood circulation and just great pain management it's really fun to do it's so relaxing you'll take the best nap of your life and they've been so kind to give a discount for my listeners so if you mention Davina or the podcast divine healing by d you'll get your first session for 59 dollars. that's about 30 percent off it's not going to be the first only time you're going to go. You're going to just love to go after one time. So just go to Lift Huntington and mention my name to get your first session for $59. And let me know how it is and how much you love it. I'm sure you will. Hey guys, welcome back to Divine Healing by D. Today I have on Courtney Thomas. She is the founder of the Bodhi Effect. She has a very interesting story and we're going to be talking about something that I don't think I've really heard on many podcasts and that is negativity more specifically in a working environment, in your job, how being around certain people in your career, in your office can affect you in other areas of your life just a little bit more about her she used to work in this executive role for the world's largest cosmetic company and over the last 10 years she kept seeing demands and complexities increase at this like significant rate so she would see people collapse from sleep deprivation exhaustion stress anxiety and she recognized that our capacity as human beings cannot keep up and she took herself into this like journey to find these tools and methods to manage herself, happiness, her well-being. So she started to lead yoga and meditation mindfulness workshops since 2011. She is also a Lululemon ambassador. She has studied with master teachers like Gloria Latham, Michael Singer, Gurmakar Khalsa, and she's just mastered a skill to unlock human potential and basically make you fully aware of how you're gonna show up in your daily life. So now she is bringing those tools to share with everybody and she's come on with me to talk about negativity and negativity in the workplace and how to deal with uh, negative coworkers and how not to let them affect you in other areas of your life. So I hope you enjoy this episode and find it beneficial. We might get a little bit personal too, but it's great to get personal so others can learn. So hope you enjoy it.
Hi, Courtney. How are you? Hi, Davina. I'm doing fabulous. How are you? Um, great, great. Thanks for taking the time to come on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Of course. So do you mind introducing yourself to the listeners, please? Yeah, of course. So my name's Courtney Thomas, and I am the founder of uh, what I've created called the Bodhi Effect. And what my focus is, is freeing humans from stress, anxiety, and burnout. And there's various ways that I do that, but my main focus is offering either workplace wellness workshops or workshops online um, that give a combination of mindfulness tools, uh, meditations, um, self-inquiry practices, kundalini, mantras, uh, breath work. So depending on how long I have you for, um, you can always get a combination of, of all of the above. Great. I love that. I kind of gave you a little bit of an, you know, a little intro of what I was kind of experiencing when I, well, I work for myself now, but when I was not working for myself, I kind of dealt with some workplace toxicity mm. in a few uh, jobs. My last one before I started the entrepreneur life <laughs> was pretty, pretty intense uh, I kind of have some issues if I see certain people I used to work with in public places and kind of wish I knew about you sooner. And I oh. love the ha- the, the, that there's something you've made to help people who are dealing with workplace toxicity because it could get really, really, really hard to deal with. Like I was on the I was having nightmares and I was oh, pretty wow. stressed. Like I, I got si- sick very badly. And instead of s- saying, hey, go take care of yourself. You need to rest. It was more like, why aren't you working? Why are you sick? I'm going to work you to the bone. I'm going to work you to like you're in the grave. It was pretty bad. And was that what the basis of was? It was just being, um, it was the expectations of being overworked along with um like as far as like workplace bullying and so on about how you weren't doing enough it was more that everybody else was being respected and their opinions mattered but I couldn't even get a hello in the morning everybody else was looked in the eyes they were greeted but I was signaled out Mm. it was more around that so do you think this is what I wonder do you think that yeah our negative coworkers or even our our boss do you think they are projecting their issues and insecurities onto us like why do you think bullying happens well i think the answer to that is yes and mm-hmm. no i think that when people um you have those people in your life and you may have been them uh, as well yourself at some points where when they walk into a room the energy immediately shifts and it can feel very negative or vice versa. Mm -hmm. Somebody can walk into a room and can carry it where it feels quite positive. Um, And that there are so many things that go on in a person's day that can bring them into a negative Mm -hmm. state. And even if you look at what society instills in us, there's so much fear that we don't, I think even realize how much negativity and fear that we carry around. And so I do think that there are um, a lot of the times when you're feeling somebody's projection of their negativity, Mm -hmm. it's their own stuff, but it's very, um, it's very easy to get wrapped up in it and become very attached to 
to what they're projecting onto you. Um, I think that, I think that, that people don't even like really, again, like recognize the power that they have in order to shift their day and to shift the energy that's again being projected onto them. Like there was a study done um, where, so for example, like if you scan your Mm -hmm. brain and you're smiling, your message is sent down to your body where a dope, you get a hit of dopamine Mm -hmm. and your body says you're smiling. Now, if you don't smile and they've done the study where, and you're looking at a picture of somebody smiling, your mirror neurons are activated in your brain where the same thing happens. A dopamine is released where your body says you're smiling, but you're not smiling. You're just looking at somebody smiling. And where that's really powerful is to know that the same way that positivity spreads is the same way that negativity spreads. Mm. And so, yes, it's their own projection onto you. But you have the power and you have the choice to choose to be happy, even when life feels really difficult. Um, It doesn't necessarily mean that it's easy. And my my way of explaining kind of that when your situation is that you left your job. Yes. So you had a choice in in feeling happy when life felt really difficult. And that came down to that you left. Right. But there was also this massive like invasion of privacy that I could not just accept. And I was kind of in a way they were trying to bribe me to stay after this terrible just invasion of my privacy. And I felt very felt a lot of things. But once you invade my privacy and you call me a liar and you question my integrity, I am out. I am putting up with the I'm not going to put up with the negativity and a lot of people unfortunately are staying in really negative jobs because they have to put obviously they have to survive they have to put food on the table but like where is the line like when are we being treated very badly and when are we um really neglecting our emotions and our peace and our mental health by staying in something that could be so bad well and unfortunately I think that people are not um, aren't, aren't taught how to set boundaries, proper boundaries. And that I think is the root of it. And when you don't know how to set proper boundaries, you also don't know how to receive Mm. boundaries. Very true. And boundaries can be really triggering for people. And so, you know, explaining to people like, it's okay. Um, it's okay for X, Y, and Z, but it's not okay for this that and the other and to respect that when somebody explains those things to you and again vice versa um so it sounds to me like there was a lot of boundaries that were crossed and that happens so often in the workplace and what realistically it turns out to being is that it it results into people feeling very stressed anxious unhappy depressed and again sometimes even pushed out Mm -hmm. Um, like you were saying how you felt like you weren't being seen or heard in the workplace. Um, The other thing I think that it's, it's responsible for, and I, this is one of the key, um, key findings that I have where I really work with more of the managers or the, um, the business owners Mm -hmm. is about creating stronger communication within themselves and a team. Because if you can't find trust in who you're working with and who you're working for and who's working for you, then there's nothing really there to, to, to um, work for, to, 
it works yeah. for and to have communication. Communication is so important. It is the root of so many issues mm-hmm. that I have found in my relationships, my friendships, and my work. Mm-hmm. And I think boundaries are so key. That would be, and that, that, and when you feel like you have strong communication, that you can be able to set proper boundaries. So again, like explain to people, like, it's okay for this, but it's not okay for that. Right. And how to hear other people as well. Did you have a similar story to me? Did you deal with this that drove you to creating this workshop? No, what was my story was, um, I was in sales. I worked for um, a worldwide beauty company um, that I was working with clients who themselves were in very stressful situations Mm -hmm. in their own um, businesses. And I was selling to them. And I found that because those um, clients didn't know how to manage their stress Mm -hmm. um, and their negativity that was projected onto them from their clients. So it was kind of like a trickle up that they would actually end up projecting a lot of their stuff onto me. And it was really challenging at first to be able to manage that. So Mm -hmm. for example, like I would go into a meeting feeling really good, thinking that, you know, we're going to have this productive conversation. We were going to be setting goals Mm -hmm. and talking about um, numbers and so on. And then like, they would just explode all over me and it would just be really negative and really angry. And it had nothing to do with me and the conversation that we were having had to do with what happened in their day. Or even the worst would be that they would just burst into tears about like how awful certain things are clients that they're dealing with. And so that energy would then be put on me. And so if that happened in the mornings, I found like how much it trickled into my full day Mm -hmm. and again, taking it home, um, it it mattered like it was and so through there I started to because previous to even this job I had been teaching mindfulness and yoga and meditation Mm -hmm. so I started to apply some of my tools into my workplace and then offering as well the um the clients of mine these tools too and then it started to just evolve into becoming more of a um more of a uh work workshops and stuff that I was offering that's great. So you were implicating meditation in like your day at work, like you were be- able to do it and it would help you to de-stress. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I found um, meditation was the key to me um, being able to, well, there was a lot of factors, yeah. but different types of meditation, but I found um, like there's a study again done that if you watch even just three minutes of the news in the morning, mm-hmm. you're 37% more likely to report a negative day. Yeah, I know that. And so <laughs> what, yeah, exactly. So what is the numbers when you, when you begin to start your day with more positivity, with a meditation, with breathing, um, with breath work? with even a walk out in nature. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many factors I've asked this in my workshops and I'd ask your listeners, what are things that bring you into a feeling a negative state in your day? Mm. And for most people, when I ask this in the workshop, they can write for, for five minutes, mm. no, not stopping their pen about all the things that bring them into a negative place. Wow. And if I ask them, what are the things that bring you into a positive state? The list is not only just a bit shorter, mm-hmm. but a bit more difficult wow. for people to say. Because when I, what I find is that 
negativity is external. There's a lot of things that drag us into negative state where positivity, we have control over that. Right. But what that also means is that because it's a choice and because we have control over that, it takes effort. It takes time and energy and people don't want to put that in. But when you're able to just drive um, like to work and listen to the news or listen to the radio and all those things are pulling you into states of fear, it's a lot easier to stay in that state. Right. So again, like what my experience was with my workplace was that I was finding that there were certain things that were being projected onto me and I had to find ways in order to detach myself, to continue on to my day, to head into other meetings in order to find success, not just necessarily in my job, but success Mm -hmm. in my life as far as my joy. Very true. Mm-hmm. And you'd have to, and if somebody chooses, for example, to work for, for themselves after that and not have this kind of environment, they have to take those tools and also apply it even when they are working, they're not dealing with other people, but they still have to deal with other people through calls and meetings. Like, even if you're working from home, you're still going to be interacting with people. So it's, you have to learn these tools to carry you throughout your life wouldn't you say absolutely absolutely like I think that there's going to be and and when you have your own when you have your own business Mm -hmm. you're more likely to take things even more personal oh yeah right for sure (laughs) so that attachment grows even stronger and it's very it becomes even more difficult to be able to let it go and brush it off because you're feeling like almost like, no, they're not just talking about the company that you're working for. They're talking about you directly. Mm-hmm. And so how do you work with that? And again, a lot of the times it's their own stuff. Own stuff. Like yeah. for example, I actually owned a yoga studio for a while nice. and I would have people who they would take a class mm-hmm. and somebody would come out and say, oh my gosh, that was the most amazing class. Like I love that teacher. I love that instructor. Next person that would walk through would pull me aside. I cannot stand that teacher. I don't think she should be working in the studio anymore. Mm-hmm. This is this. And just this whole thing. And I started to realize, well, what is that? Why is one person in love hard yes. and in such bliss? And another person is in such distress afterwards. And it's not the teacher. It's them. It's the yeah. energy that they have and the stuff that they need to work through. And so when you realize that, it's not, um, it's not you, it's, it's the other person, you were able to soften so much more into that, mm, that feedback, if that makes sense, or that projection. I totally agree with that. But I think there also needs to be a line where I think certain people take it too far. that I've seen personally, like they will say like, you know what, I'm not gonna take accountability for my actions. It's this person's fault. And they'll blame that other person for everything that transpired went wrong. But in reality, like they were both at fault or even this person who's not taking accountability was at fault. Where is that line that, hey, you both need to take accountability for your actions and own up to it and not just say, oh, you know what? It's their, it's their stuff. It's their problem. There needs to, don't you think there needs to be some like boundaries in line when it comes to that? 
I absolutely do. And I think that, again, those are some tools I talk about where um, there is a lack in our society about Mm -hmm. being curious. Yes. Oh, I love that. Curiosity is something that is really, um, you're just not seeing it as much anymore. And that I think it's really important to hear people's feedback and get curious on it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, absolutely. There's stuff that people really project onto you that is not going to be your responsibility. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, a big statement that I make in my workshop is that you need to be responsible for the space that you hold. So the space that you hold, yes, within those four walls that you're working or the space that you hold within that meeting, but even better yet, the space that you hold within yourself. So if you consistently start hearing some feedback from Mm -hmm. people and they're approaching you from a space of love and that it's important, then that's an invitation for you to really hear those things out and get curious on what they're saying, because this is all, all of us are just trying to do the best that we can, but you need to be able to grow and get curious on how you can grow and be a better person. Because there's, I I mean, even with my own work, there's thousands of things I've never heard of before where I have these aha moments of, I've never thought of it that way before. Yeah, that's great. My gears on how I can, lead love and speak in the world I love that so why do we get defensive and how do you think we can stop that so I feel a very powerful tool that I talk about often and that I apply a lot to my life is the voice in our head Mm -hmm. there's a voice in every person's head that we can all hear that narrates our day-to-day yeah and (laughs) and I think that we have attached ourselves to the voice that's in our head to believe that it's us that we're the voice but we aren't the voice we're just the voice that hears it so we get really defensive about people's feedback because we want because our voice starts to create all these stories around around it and and then we start to believe those stories rather than just lean back again like softening and surrendering and getting curious about what a person's saying to us we're immediately reacting versus responding i also think that because our nervous system that fight flight or freeze that used to go off when back in caveman days when a tiger would be running after us that triggers so often now when like an email comes through or a phone call comes through or we see something on social media or something on the news, we constantly have that fight, flight, or freeze react in our nervous system. So we get really defensive when somebody says something and we're immediately to react Mm -hmm. rather than just lean back and say, well, what are they saying? Why are they saying it? Um, What is true in their statement? How is it making me feel? Have I taken a deep breath? Mm -hmm. Is my body tense? Is my heart rate increasing? Are my palms getting sweaty? If all those things are yes, well, then you need to be responsible for the space that you hold. So you need to go and take some deep breaths, maybe take a walk, maybe get some fresh air, um, drink some water, and then respond. I think, again, if they open up that line of communication in the workplace Mm -hmm. to be able to say, like, I hear what your feedback is, and I'm feeling very defensive, So I'm going to take five minutes and come back to this conversation. 
not only are you setting boundaries, but you're also being responsible for the space that you're holding by taking time to respond. Love that. And then you won't be as defensive because you'll be able to think of, think about how what you want to say, what they're saying. Um, I feel like I'm rambling, and I apologize if I'm talking too no. much. But I just think that... <laughs> not at all. This is great stuff. <laughs> but it's it's so important, and I think also we've been um, with our devices. We think that we have to answer. Oh so my quickly. god! Yes. And so it doesn't allow us again to have that response. Thank you for bringing that up. I'm trying to be not just it's the holiday season. And obviously I'm a lot more busy during the holiday season, but I'm trying not to be so I'm the, I'm the type that's available for everybody. And I'm really working on that right now. And it feels so much better, but sometimes like I feel little pings of guilt and I'm afraid that I come off as like being cold or someone thinks that there's something wrong with me, but I'm not supposed to be available for everybody all the time. And that's because we haven't been trained how to give and receive healthy boundaries. And with our devices now, we don't have the options as often to set those boundaries because when our parents Mm -hmm. or grandparents were leaving the office, they left the office. Wow. (laughs) When they were driving home, they drove home. And when they were on their weekends, they had no other choice but to be present on their weekends. So there's so many things pulling us away from being present. And that, again, causes us to not be able to, like, causes that guilt to rise. Because we always feel like we should be somewhere else than that we are. That's me every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, got to watch that narrative and that voice. A really powerful tool that I learned from Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. Love her. Is yes oh my gosh she is like my little bible (laughs) so it's that the story that you tell yourself so the story you're telling yourself is is that if you are not available for your clients 24 7 of the day Mm -hmm. that you're going to lose those clients or that they are going to perceive you as what you just laid out right that's a story that you're telling yourself that's a narrative Mm -hmm. But when you lean back and look, well, in the present moment right now, am I, do I feel happy? Do I feel at ease? Do I feel um, more joy for taking this time of self-care? If those answers are yes, you're actually feeding yourself so that you can give those clients the attention and the service that they need. And in your previous job, when you were working from a place of distress, mm-hmm. negativity, and burnout... I can almost guarantee you that your work was not as productive, creative, or joyful. No, you know what? It wasn't because I was saving all that for myself when I started my own business. (laughs) That's what I'm telling myself now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's because there are so many people who I think um, are in spaces of work environments that they do really enjoy. Mm -hmm. And but the, again, there are certain things that are causing them to have burnout right. and causing them to have stress. And it kind of comes down to it, not kind of, it comes down to those healthy boundaries. And again, allowing that narrative of the voice to build up so much mm-hmm. to not be able to communicate properly with your coworkers, your clients, your boss to say, this is what I need in order to be successful. Because when you decrease your stress and your anxiety and you actually get better sleep, 
and you feel happier in the workplace, Mm -hmm. it is amazing the statistics of how much your productivity goes up. I'm sure. Why not? And there's so (laughs) many people. It is hilarious because when I go to these workshops Mm -hmm. or I'm setting these workshops up with um, owners or, or managers or HR and they're like, well, don't tell them to work less. (laughs) Interesting. <laughs> and I'm like well I hear you I'm not going to tell them to work less but if that's your immediate work response better. into me coming in what possibly may you need to look at of your organization that's not working and it might be that you are overworking them because if you're going to push them to have 12 to 15 20 hour days which some workplaces do, that you're going to find that if you pull back and have them feeling more happier, their eight-hour days are going to be a hell of a lot more productive than their 15, 20-hour days. Absolutely. You're familiar with human design, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Take me through what you're going to say, though, because I haven't. (laughs) So I'm a projector. So a main trait of a projector is you're able to do what most people have to do in eight hours, but you can do it in three to four hours, which when I heard that, I felt so much better. It helped me understand myself more because I felt like in a nine to five, I wasn't doing as well as like I do now working for myself. I'm able to get stuff done like half the day. Then if I was like in another environment, it would take me all day to do. Yeah. Yeah. Again, knowing your work environment is very key. Very. And everybody works so differently. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know that some of these employees are like, oh, another personality test. <laughs> like, well, no, this is just, it's this... beyond, it's like great. It's like life-changing to know your human oh, design. I, totally. I was going to say is that there are some that really do explain and make you feel heard and seen. And when you know how you work mm-hmm. and you know how you learn and when you know how you um how you your your brain and your body works because it's not the same as everybody else Mm -hmm. that you're able to again set healthier boundaries yeah because you can say i know this is what i need in order to feel successful and happy in my job or has successful and happy in my life absolutely so i so agree with that but how do you know how what would you say like what would you tell someone who needs to move on from a job? Like if you're speaking to someone and they're telling you, what are they exactly are they telling you? And then you're saying, get out of there now. This is not normal. Well, besides the obvious. Yeah, (laughs) of course. I think that it's really important when people manifest their greatest desires, Mm -hmm. set goals or make big decisions To ask yourself, are you making those decisions or are you manifesting or setting those goals out of fear or out of love? Okay. Because I think that when you come from a space and make a decision out of love, you will be able to create your highest desire Mm -hmm. faster and easier and quicker. And what I mean by that is that... um, it's again, kind of that reacting versus responding. So if you want to manifest what you want to go, what you want to, what you want differently Mm -hmm. to be able to close your eyes and 
breathe deeply and envision how you want to feel the feeling that you want to have in your job and what is it that you want to see how is it that you want to speak mm-hmm. um and I would also say this might feel triggering for some people is that begin now um, Mm. on your own self because you only really have control over you. So, you know, as you're heading out of the job, because I think, of course, if it's a toxic work environment, then Mm. you need to leave. But as you begin to remove yourself from there, start to act, live, speak and feel the way that you want so again it's like some of those people let's just say in your work environment Mm -hmm. we don't really know what's going on inside themselves we don't know if they're dealing with their you know sick mom or if they are going through a divorce or if they're kids are leaving their house or on drugs or whatnot. Like, we don't know what's going on in everyone's day-to-day life right. and what they're suffering from because everyone is in a state of suffering at some level. It's just how to be able to regulate that and manage that. So um, starting to speak and live from a place of love. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what you will see unfold is that you'll be drawing in what you desire, what you want towards you, because you'll be manifesting that feeling. Um, So of course, start looking for jobs, start seeing what kind of work environments that you want, but don't just take a leap without doing the work to manifest what it is that you're looking for. Because if you just keep hopping from job to job to job, most likely that toxicity is just going to follow you. That's so true. You know what I mean? Like you're not setting the boundaries. You're not saying this is the type of way I want my boss to treat me. And you're writing it down in pen because I just think that witchcraft works. Like where it's like (laughs) pen is really important. That's the way that you cast your spells to be able to make sure that you can manifest your highest desire. I really agree with that. So could you say, for example, in my case, I used to, I had a lot of like, balls at the time so when I was at that job I used to research the brands that I wanted to carry in my store on mm. his computer so was that my way of like manifesting it was I doing it right absolutely yeah mm. absolutely and <sighs> and like how you wanted to feel like I'm sure I have no doubt that you probably could like close your eyes and picture yourself selling those brands and talking yeah. to those clients and like how it was going to feel but you probably felt a softening in your chest, um, a lift of your heart. Like it was just, there's more ease and flow. And I think that again, like if you're acting from a space of fear where you're like, I can't handle this. I don't like the way they treat me. Um, I'm never going to be happy in my job. I'm out. It's like, okay, well, let's just take a deep breath first. Mm -hmm. And what is it that you want? And start to really break that down. And again, what is it? And I I hope I understand again, this is going to be triggering for people, but what role did you play in that space? Hmm. What do you need to better understand about the people that were involved in that, in that experience? What do you need to better understand about the situation? What do you also need to better understand about yourself? And how you reacted and how you, how you handled it. 
And I'm not necessarily saying to anybody that they did anything incorrectly, but you again have to get curious about how it, so that you don't carry it into the next space that you go. Cause how you mentioned that, like when you see people that you used to work with, mm-hmm. there's a trigger that comes up. There's yeah. PTSD that comes up where it's oh, like, man. right. To work <laughs> through that. So that again, you're not carrying that into, cause what if you're with one of your highest clients at lunch and uh, you know, you're feeling this flow and this ease and this joy. And then that co- old coworker walks past you again, mirror neurons, the same way positivity spreads is the same way negativity spreads. So that, that client in front of you could catch on to that. And that again, will you want to work through those things? Does that right. make sense? I do. Thankfully, the more and more I see those people, the better it gets. They just tend to, um, let's say ignore me or keep their space because I was acting very cold in the beginning and now they just, you know, got it. And they're like, okay, we're not going to even like put up with that. Yeah. And getting people out of your life is okay. But um, it's again, just how to, it's healthy. It's healthy to say no and remove yourself. But um, you know, there's always moments of discomfort, but continuing on to, to do what's best for your mind, body, and soul. You want to hear something funny? My mom always says you always have to be good to everybody. Leave them with thinking that everything is fine, that you're a good person because you never know when you might be connected to them in the future some way. So I was at a dinner party and this lady came up to me and she knew that I had worked for this person and she was telling me how her niece was... Uh, date like predate the dating him they had they were talking long distance and she was asking me my opinion on him oh right and I was like well this isn't really gossip it's okay because it's considered like for a romantic relationship like you're not really supposed to it's not very ethical or nice to speak badly about someone who I did not date obviously I just worked for But in that moment, I really, I had to be honest. I said, listen, they were not good to me. I worked for them in this environment for this long. I would not suggest or recommend him to your niece. Yeah. That is it. And I was just thinking at that time, like, wow. Like, you know, had he had been nicer to me, I would have been way more inclined to encourage her to date him and, like, support this match. But I wasn't because of how I felt, how he, how he treated me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's really important to remember that is like, you know, not to burn your bridges, but that's why I say mm-hmm. you need to be responsible for the space that you hold. Absolutely. And so your, um, you know, your boss or a coworker who mm-hmm. mistreated you. And again, you don't know what's going on in their lives. You never know about people and what they're experiencing, but whatever that person was going through, they weren't doing the work and using the tools that they needed in order to shift themselves to feeling happy when life felt difficult. And they kept projecting it onto other people in order to, because, Hey, feeling sad, feeling guilt, feeling anger, resentment, it's heavy. You want to put, you want to take it off of your off of yourself and put it on other people because you don't want to carry that around. I get it, but it will come back. And so by being responsible for the space that you hold, you will not be burning your bridges where somebody will say, yeah, you know, um, it was, it, it, 
there's people that are like maybe hard workers or tough workers or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah, they're a bit of a badass, but I definitely think that they a little rough around the edges, whatever they might say, but it's like <laughs> they, they, but they very good yeah. build will treat you with respect. Will like you know, I like very those honest. people. They're real. They're right. Good. Right. Not people who read um, how to be a sociopath books. <laughs> No, true story. <laughs> no, exactly. Oh my gosh. It sounds yes. like you had a lot to deal with. Yeah. I I feel like be proud that you got yourself out of that. I um, know. But it's that, yeah, like I think that there's always ways to um to again respond and soften to the experience so that you don't like you said, project and um, yes. carry the other people down with you. Yeah, and just not leave, like, leave the workplace and leave their stuff there and come home and be happy and content and just deal with your own thing. So yeah. we can't, yeah. So. But it takes work. And people um, yeah, who are listening that, um, you know, feel like it's hard to shake off work before they walk through their door and they might have a mm-hmm. family that they need to tend to and that they find, you know, there's been times where, I've yelled at my kids because I'm feeling frustration from a email from a client that I just received and I'm feeling impatient and my husband's done the same thing and it's Mm -hmm. not their fault. It's, and again, I'm putting my stuff on to other people. Um, and unfortunately it's my kids. So when you feel that way, Mm -hmm. it's really important to the most powerful tool I could say is breathe. Yes. That if you are feeling that you've had a day, and that you are carrying stuff home with you to mm-hmm. take the time. I promise you that everyone will survive if you stay two minutes in your car and take six conscious breaths as a form of meditation, but conscious <laughs> full breaths into your heart, your belly. It's wild because in my workshops, when I say to people like, hey, take a deep breath in, people mm-hmm. suck in their bellies, their shoulders come up to their ears, their whole body tenses up. That's not how you breathe. It's softening. It's letting that air to flow through. It's be able to create some space in the body where you feel that tension. Um, And that's where the real magic can come in, where you're able to be able to soften yourself. Um, Also to really watch your words. So when you're driving home and your narrative and your story and your mind is starting to be created of, well, she did this and that and that and this and this. And you're like dropping F-bombs and saying like things. It's like... (laughs) To try to watch your words because if the power behind your verbiage and the power behind the stories that you tell yourself can shift your energy so quickly. And it's like, well, the story I'm telling myself is, is that they don't respect me. And, mm-hmm. and have, I, have I set a boundary to earn their respect or to get them to notice that they're not hearing me, that they're disregarding me? That answer is no. Okay, how can I set that boundary? And even maybe just repeating like specific mantras to yourself. Like I will at times say to myself, like, I am love. I am love. I am love. I am love. And it's like if I'm because I know I'm not reacting or responding from a place of love. And so it's almost like shifting my gears. So again, watching your language is really key, not listening to the news not listening to the radio, like throwing on your podcast or something that's going to be more gentle. That that is so sweet. Like just bring yourself back into a state of bliss or a state of joy 
blasting your favorite song. Um, yes, my oh, favorite. Oh my gosh, I always looking at puppies. Yes. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I'll always say like, how do you start your morning? Why don't you play your favorite song in the morning? Dance, yeah. sing, like get your body moving, find yourself into a state of joy. Like, you know, if you throw on the news and you drink a cup of coffee and eat a donut and walk out the door, like, yeah, you're probably gonna feel like shit for the rest of your day. Like, very true. <laughs> right. It's like, it takes some time. Very, very and true. I say have a conscious shower where it's like you're in the shower, you feel the water on your body, you're in a state of presence. And I think yes. that, um, yeah, that can really just change, change the way that you that you come home or that you leave home and head to work. Amazing. That was. So um, I promote a lot of my work on my Instagram, which is the Bodhi effect. And um, you can also go to my website, the under book. Now you'll see any of the online workshops that I have um, that are running as well as there is a contact page where if you want me to be part of your workplace, um, you can definitely contact me through there. If you are working for a company and you want to refer me, um, I do have a referral package. So you can always, again, shoot me an email, get me in touch with the right person, and we can go from there. And because now everything's done on Zoom anyways, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter Good where you life. are in the world. We can most likely connect. So. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. This was really, really just, it was great talking to you. And I can't wait for people to listen to this and send back their thoughts. Thank you, Davina. I really appreciate you having me. It was such a blessing to just chat and, and uh, connect. Likewise. Have a great rest okay, of your day. Okay, you too. Let's take a short break. I wanted to talk about Obviously, I'm all for small female-run businesses, and I have to shout out to Lola's in New Jersey. That's at Lola's NJ on Instagram. It's run by Melanie Gibson. She is 23 years old, and she owns her own business. She carries the cutest sets, the best sets for your work-from-home wardrobe, best accessories, all designer-inspired great jewelry at affordable prices and she supports other female-owned businesses obviously i had to get behind that and i had to collaborate with her so shop lolasnj.com or go on instagram and tell her i sent you enjoy happy shopping Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I just wanted to give you a friendly reminder. If you like what you're listening to, if you like my content, if you like my podcast episodes, really appreciate ratings on Apple, reviews, subscribe, share to your friends, family, anyone you really think would benefit it. And thank you always for the support.